How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get back to the Celsius Essential Energy Drinks Florida Panthers Daily Cup Final Preview Show on the home of the Panthers, AM 560 Sports, WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All over the offensive line, Anthony Duclair. He'll swing one out front, Barkov, left circle shot, Tom Shelby scores! Alexander Barkov, the captain, ties it with 4.32 to go. Here in the second, it's 1-1. What a setup, what a finish as Barkov is able to put it upstairs and the Panthers get this game tied up late in the second. Stanley Cup final preview show continues here on 560 WQAM. Kevin Rogers and Doug Plagans with you. The Florida Panthers headed to the Stanley Cup final. They've had some time to relax. Not means they're not working, just means they don't have games for a little bit. And now they're back at it Saturday in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Vegas Golden Knights, their second Stanley Cup final appearance. They lost to Washington back in 2018. Panthers' second Stanley Cup final appearance, 1996, falling to the Colorado Avalanche. And the Panthers and Golden Knights, somebody's going to win their first Stanley Cup. Hopefully it's the Panthers, but should be pretty fun as we begin things coming up. Game one Saturday out in Las Vegas, Doug. Yeah, lots to get to here this hour. We've got Mike Seisberger, NHL.com, coming up next segment. Kevin and I will talk about some Cup final memories. We'll go over the schedule. Lots to get to as we go through the course of this hour here. And, uh, of course, the Panthers and the Golden Knights get the series started on Saturday. It's going to be an 8 o'clock Eastern puck drop, 7.30 Panthers preview on the radio network. 7 o'clock, we will uh, have our extended bonus pregame coverage beginning right here on 560 WQAM. That is Saturday and throughout the Stanley Cup Finals. So we start our coverage at 7 Eastern before each game, which starts at 8 Eastern throughout the upcoming 2023 Stanley Cup Final. Panthers 2023 playoffs are presented by City Furniture. And uh, we mentioned it there at the tail end of the last hour. So getting to it, we've got some Panthers sound, a variety of it. Kevin and I will have some uh, keys to the series and some players to watch coming up after we hear from a couple of members of the Panthers as well as Panthers coach Paul Maurice here. But a couple of the players spoke yesterday after the Panthers practice. I had a chance to catch up with Sam Bennett and Radko Gudis. So we get to Sam Bennett here first. And well, the first thing I asked Sam Bennett was how does it feel having the extended time off here? It's definitely uh, you know a little different having this this long of a break. Um, we were uh, 
you know, in, in the fight uh, every night. And then, you know, you, now you get a little bit of time to, to rest and recover. It's been nice. Um, you know, everyone's uh, resting up and feeling good. And, um, you know, it's just about staying sharp now. And everybody always has that rest versus rust debate. But I would guess that at this time of this, at this time of the season, everybody could use a few days. Are you guys able to use this to your advantage, like you said? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you, you don't have any control over the schedule. So you just got to make the most of it. And, and we're definitely making the most of this rest and, and recovery and doing all the right things right now to, to make sure our bodies are feeling great. And then um, you know, we're still practicing every other day and, and staying sharp that way. It, it feels like it's it's been a while and you know we still got, what, six more days. So, um, yeah, it's it, it feels like a while, but um, like I said, it's out of our control. So, um, you know, we're, we're just you know going to stay calm right now and, and just uh, get ready. So Sam Bennett right there talking about how they're using the uh, time that they've had. You don't usually get this kind of time off during a playoff run, but the Panthers, when it's all said and done, will have had nine days with uh, without games uh, between the Game 4 of the Carolina Series, Game 1 of the upcoming Stanley Cup Finals. So the Panthers resting up. Even Vegas, they took care of their series last night. They're going to have a handful of days off. You're going to get two rested, fresh, fresh as you can be at this time of the year. Hockey teams going head-to-head when the puck drops on Saturday. Caught up with Radko Gudis as well, Panthers defenseman. And Well, I asked him first, we go through all the games, Panthers playing every other night, and the big thing was always staying in the moment. I asked Radko Gudis, is it just as important to stay in the moment when you're in a lull in the schedule? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I thought we had a pretty good practice today. We did some things that are game-like situations, so we tried to stay sharp. Uh, you know, obviously we know there's a couple more days before the first game, so just watching how the play develops and uh, yeah, staying, staying together, having fun, uh, trying to stay in the best shape possible we can and uh, not to tire too much, but uh, you know, those are, those are fun times, uh, fun days for us today. Obviously it was a big uh, emotional roller coaster. Uh, and I think everybody is enjoying few days to, to take a rest but now everybody you know we had a day off yesterday and everybody felt like wants to do a little more and wants to do something something extra so uh, you know the intensity is still there everybody wants to uh, stay with it and stay in it and everybody's doing best they can to to uh, have the opportunity and stay in the moment so um, yeah it was just just fun times everybody's doing their own thing and getting getting ready for the upcoming Saturday. So Radko Gudis of the Panthers right there talking about how the team's getting ready. Paul Maurice spoke to the media today, Panthers head coach. First, here's Paul Maurice with his thoughts on a matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights. How does he uh, scout the Vegas Golden Knights? I think you're going to see components in the Vegas game that you've already seen in each series. So there's a tremendous number of uh, similarities between Boston. Um, they also have then the dynamic offensive players, much like Toronto does and, and some of the things they can do in small areas. And they do play a hard gap game like Carolina does. So in each of our three opponents, we will find pieces of uh, Vegas's game. So Paul Maurice talking about the matchup there and how they compare to the previous teams the Panthers have seen on this playoff run. Here's Paul Maurice. I asked him. With the matchup against Vegas coming up, obviously the matchup or the arena in Vegas is a loud one, tough building to go into. But on this playoff run, the Panthers have gone into Boston. They've gone into Toronto. They've gone into a loud building in Raleigh, environments that aren't exactly inviting to the opposition. But the Panthers have had some success in each of these road buildings. I asked Paul Maurice if that bit of experience the Panthers have gotten on this playoff run figures to help them as they go into game one in Vegas. It will help you. Just play the game because Boston is a, is a big building and loud. Music's loud. Toronto has its own 
set of scrutiny there that, that makes it such a huge deal. And then Carolina's, you know, a, an incredibly loud building, and they've proven it over years. And the crowd gets going early and stays going the whole night. So it's good to have gone through places where where the team can be affected by the energy of the crowd, and we've got experience with it. So Panthers head coach Paul Maurice right there talking about the environment the Panthers are going to be going into. And Kevin, a chance to shift gears here as we wind along here in this segment. Again, we've got NHL.com's Mike Zeisberger coming up next segment to talk about the uh, matchup and talk about what he's seen from the Panthers from a national perspective. But uh, Kevin, and this is also a chance to give a shout out to some folks tuned in on uh, Twitter. Carol chimes in on Twitter, tuned in also. Josh and Pembroke Pines, one of our loyal listeners, tuned in today. And Josh actually asked Kevin, and this is part of your pregame uh, routine every single game, but he asked if there's any matchups in this series that really intrigue us. So I'm going to throw one out there. I want to see what, what maybe you have to say, Kevin, as well as guys that you're keeping an eye on in the series. But I dug into some of the uh, advanced stats here, courtesy of the folks at Money Puck. And if we look at uh, on-ice goal differential, couple of guys I want to highlight here from the Panthers, Carter Verhage, on-ice goal differential, plus 12 for uh, Carter Verhage. On the other side for the Vegas Golden Knights, Jonathan Marchessault, a one-time Panther like Carter Verhage, played for Tampa Bay previously, plus 13, the on-ice goal differential for Jonathan Marchessault over on the Vegas side. So uh, a matchup between a couple of the sharpshooters there from each team in Carter Verhage and Jonathan Marchessault. Kevin, is there a a matchup of sorts, whether it be uh, a part of the game, a couple of units head-to-head, a couple of players head-to-head, anything that really intrigues you, Kevin, as we look ahead of the series? Well, I'll give you one here on the Vegas side. We talked a lot about the Panthers and what they've done, but even with Jack Eichel, what's interesting is he's gone seven straight games without a goal. He didn't score a goal in the entire Dallas series, and Eichel had a really good series uh, against Winnipeg, also against Edmonton. That was a high-scoring series against the Oilers, but he has not scored a goal in seven games, which I find really interesting on the uh, on the Vegas side. But also, you, know, you mentioned uh, Marcia So. You look at Riley Smith, another former Panther, and what he's been able to do. He didn't score a goal, in fact, in the Dallas series either. He had a couple goals against Edmonton. I want to throw this one out, uh, Doug. I know it's kind of like one of these historical stats, really doesn't mean much what happened a few years ago, but just kind of just throwing it out because Vegas is so – I don't want to call them new. Seattle is new. They've been in the league two years. Vegas, now they've been in the league a few years, but the Panthers are – 0-4-1 lifetime at T-Mobile Arena. They have never won a game at Vegas, and they lost to the Golden Knights 4-2 back in January. That was a game, in fact, the Panthers led in the third Mm 2-1 before Vegas scored three unanswered goals. You were there for that. And uh, the Panthers, I'm not going to call it a house of horrors. It's only been a few years there, but the Panthers just haven't been able to find a way to get over the hump. It's a wild atmosphere. I'm going to throw it back to you now, Doug. We've seen the stuff before the game and how crazy it could be. We know it's going to be times 100 now in the Stanley Cup final, but just we've gone to Boston, Toronto, Carolina, all tough atmospheres. Panthers won eight in a row on the road. But now what can you tell the fans about T-Mobile Arena and the atmosphere there in Vegas? It's loud. It's a show in addition to the hockey game. Why wouldn't it be? It's Las Vegas, Nevada, so you're going to have that. 
But uh, again, looking at that, Kevin, I think that's where, and Paul Maurice kind of alluded to when I asked him that question earlier today, there's no doubt that the experience the Panthers have gotten in these first three rounds is going to come into play here. It's going to be a whole different animal going into Vegas and with the stakes being heightened, with it being the Stanley Cup final. But Boston, Toronto, and then uh, in Raleigh, there's no doubt that it's going to help the Panthers having gone through those buildings can say it too, especially early on, T-Mobile Arena has been a tough place for a lot of teams to go into. That's been, uh, that's been something that Vegas has had as a home ice advantage, especially in those first couple of years of the franchise. Remember their expansion year, teams had a really hard time in that building. They were uh, darn near perfect, really, Vegas in their home building back in year one. But the Panthers, if they're going to win a Stanley Cup, they're going to have to find a way to take at least one game out at T-Mobile Arena. I think that's where the experience they've gotten comes into play. Also, that's where Sergei Bobrovsky is going to come into play. Paul Maurice talked about it, too. The environment in Vegas, the way that they play and the way that that building is, the environment in there, Vegas is a team very much that thrives off being in their environment, that gets energy from their home fans. They're going to come out firing in every game. And that's where the Panthers really going to have to make sure that they're buttoned up early on, especially coming off, uh, you know, coming off a longer layoff than Vegas will have had. And that's where Sergei Bobrovsky is certainly going to come into play. You expect Vegas to try and throw a lot of the Panthers early on in game one. So that's something the Panthers will have to be ready for. But again, they haven't won in T-Mobile Arena. And if they're going to win a Stanley Cup, they're going to have to find a way to take at least one game in T-Mobile Arena in this series. So that is certainly uh, something worth keeping an eye on, Kevin, as we go into the Stanley Cup final. I have a couple other numbers I dug up for you, Doug, that I think you would like. Uh, so the Panthers have won 12 of their past 13 games, obviously the best stretch of anybody in this postseason. In the last two postseasons, the Avalanche, they went on a 14-2 and run last year before losing Game 3 to Tampa Bay. In the Stanley Cup final, we know how the Panthers and Avalanche went back and forth for the President's Trophy last year before the Panthers finished three points ahead of Colorado. So Colorado went on a really good run. In 2021, when Montreal got all the way to the Stanley Cup final, they had an 11-2 run after they were down 3-1 to Toronto in the first round. They won 11-13 of before they ended up losing to Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final. So just putting in perspective that those are really good runs at the Panthers, what they've done is so special being down three to one to Boston and they've lost one game since now it's to Toronto back in game four uh, back in the second round also Panthers eight no one scoring first in the postseason and they're four and one in their last five when they allowed the first goal because in the Boston series all three games that Boston scored first they end up losing but in the last five when they've allowed the first goal they've actually won four of those games. So now I'm not going to say it's okay for the Panthers to fall behind because they can prove they can come back. Like, it's not going to be that easy. I don't think it's going to keep up. But uh, that's also the key. you got to get that first goal. We see when the Panthers get that first goal that they've been in pretty good shape. Especially in Vegas. If they can get the first goal in game one, it could really help shape the series a bit more in the Panthers' favor right out of the gate. If the Panthers allow the first one, hey, all hope is not lost if they fall down one nothing in game one, but that building is going to erupt if Vegas gets the first goal in game one. So if the Panthers can get the first goal in a game, game one is the time to do that. So uh, the Panthers will look for the first goal in game one. Also, just that, that last 12-game stretch, Kevin, to go to take 11 out of 12 from Boston, Toronto, and Carolina. Could you imagine if you had 
a 12-game stretch in the regular season where you were playing all 12 against Boston, Toronto, and Carolina and how daunting that would look going into it. And could you imagine taking 11 out of 12 in a string like that? It's almost unheard of, but that's what the Panthers have been able to do. And, uh, and hey, that, that's, why, that's why nobody can tell you this isn't the team most deserving to be in the Stanley Cup final. Look what they've gone to get to this point. Absolutely. And uh, you're right. I said 12 and 1, 11 and 1 uh, over the last 12 games. Still a very impressive mark. And yeah, you would never think about that in the regular season. Look how long it took them to go on any kind of winning streak uh, until later on. And they've done that now uh, at the best time. So we still have coming up, Doug, a lot to get to over the next 40 minutes. Mike Zeisberger of NHL.com, you spoke with him and kind of got the national perspective on the Panthers and uh, them being in the Stanley Cup. So we'll have that. Also, we'll have some, some of our favorite Stanley Cup final memories as well. We'll go over uh, coming up a little bit later on as we continue with the Stanley Cup final preview show. Kevin Rogers and Doug Plagans with you. Panthers and the Golden Knights starting up Saturday night in Vegas for Game 1 for the Cup. And you're listening to all of the preview coverage right here on 560 WQAM. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get back to the Celsius Essential Energy Drinks Florida Panthers Daily Cup Final Preview Show on the home of the Panthers, AM 560 Sports, WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, Florida Panthers Stanley Cup Final Preview Show here on 560 WQAM, getting you set for Game 1, which is going to be Saturday, 8 o'clock Eastern, out in Las Vegas. Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Now that we officially know the opponent, Vegas got by the Dallas Stars in the Western Conference Finals, so now we have the matchup set, and we can officially start looking ahead. And, well, not many ways to make it more official than this. Joining me here on our Panthers Stanley Cup Final Final preview show from NHL.com. Mike Zeisberger stops by. And, well, Mike, first, we know who the Panthers are playing now. It took us a while to get to this point. The Panthers, the more rested team. But I guess first and foremost, what jumps out at you at this matchup now that we know who it is? And for a while there, we were thinking this could be the matchup. The Dallas Stars, they were able to win a couple. But now we've got the Panthers and the Golden Knights. Thanks for stopping by. And what jumps out as far as this matchup goes? Well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, what jumps out is like, what a great Sunbelt series. I mean, for, for, per, for perfectly selfish reasons, South Florida versus Vegas? Are you kidding? But no, let, let, let's go from a hockey sense. And I think that, uh, 
what's really cool is is you get the marquee players that we'll get to see. We get to see Bobrovsky, and we get to see Kachuk, and we get to see Barkov. And then on the other hand, these aren't your, well, you can't say it's your father's Vegas Golden Knights because they've only been around for six years. But when you see the transformation of the team and that Cinderella team in 2018 that made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final against Washington in their first season, uh, you know, expansion team, obviously losing in the final. But this edition, you look, I mean, Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, uh Alex Peter Angelo, who I think is going to be a huge factor in the series. Um, I just think that, that it's really cool to see some of these marquee players. Um, and it, it's, it, I think it's going to be a very, very long series. When you see the teams that these, that the, the, the Panthers and the Knights have beaten, I mean, you know, before the playoffs, I had picked Edmonton to win the Stanley Cup. And the way that, the way that they, uh, the Knights, kind of bottled up, bottled them up, um, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl, I thought that was outstanding. And, I mean, Florida, I mean, they just, you know, they slayed, what, the number one, two, and four seeds in the National Hockey League? So, you know, nothing, nothing about this series to me uh, screams short series at all. And lots of different topics to get to here as Mike Seisberger from NHL.com stops by here on our Panthers Stanley Cup final preview show again. Game one is Saturday at 8 o'clock Eastern. The first two games of the series will be in Vegas. The Panthers, no strangers to starting series on the road. They've done that every round so far. So I guess in mentioning that, because Mike, you've been around the Panthers, of course, throughout this week, and you, of course, were around the team a lot when they played the Toronto Maple Leafs in round two. So you've seen this run kind of kind of build from a from different angles here what's been a hallmark trait that you think's jumped out something you've noticed just uh, just observing this this Panthers team throughout the playoffs from your perspective well something I noticed and it really came to the forefront um, during the practice on Monday is how loose this team is mm-hmm. um, I mean everybody talks about the pressure of going into a Stanley Cup final and you know just that there's almost a fear factor, and I've seen this before in previous teams where, well, we got this far. How gutting would it be to get this far and not claim the prize? You go, if you, anybody in the building that was at practice yesterday, you heard these guys laughing and screaming and joking. There is not, you know, it, it, let's, let's put it this way. If there's fretting and there's butterflies, I, they're all going to have butterflies. But if there's fretting, they're not showing it. And I think that, you know, we can talk about the skill. We can talk about the grit, um, the way that Bob has played, Bobrovsky, um, Matthew Kachuk's ability and penchant to come up at the biggest times. I mean, uh, he's doing things that are, you know, in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs um, is very, very noteworthy. But... Just the attitude that these guys are taking into the series. Now, that changes, you know, series change to change, change, game to game, almost shift to shift. But that, to me, it's not so much on the ice, but just the attitude that these guys have. They really look like they have a lot of fun playing. 
and they never seem to fret when they get down in the game. Well, and that was kind of the next point I was going to get to because they've started every series on the road. They've seen overtime. They've seen game seven overtime. They had to, going back to game one, they had to come back from down a goal in the final minutes to force that game seven overtime. So this is a team that's built up a lot of experience here. You know, you have guys with playoff experience, but on this run, they've seen just about every situation that you could be exposed to, and it seems like it's really helped. But Matthew Kachuk and the the big game ability that he's shown, you touched on it a bit there, but this is a, a guy who's been a superstar in the league, back-to-back 100-point seasons, but does it take it to another level when you produce in these big game situations like he has? Oh, it definitely does. I mean, you know... Um as you know, I'm, I'm headquartered in Toronto, and we saw that in the second round. I mean, you know, you've got Austin Matthews, uh, you know, who won the Hart Trophy last year, um, scored 60 goals last year, um, a bit banged up this year, but, but still got 40-plus. Zero goals from him in the second round, zero goals from John Tavares. Playoffs are where you chisel your legacy out. Okay, and Matthew Kachuk is doing exactly that. And I've always been a believer, you know, somebody asked Paul Maurice today about, is there a difference making, a a gene that makes you a difference maker? And it's an interesting question, but I've always thought that, you know what, if you want, if you want to have a legacy, then go get it. Okay, this is a stage that you shouldn't be scared of. Okay. This is, hey, you know what? If I want to take the next step, if I want to be known for a long time, you know, it's right there. Go get it. And I think, you know, we were, you and I were talking off air a little bit about basketball and, and, and some of the difference makers in that. And, and, you know, as talented as guys like Kobe Bryant were, you know, when, when did they establish their legacy? You know, when it came crunch time, when it came money time. Give me the ball, and I want to be the guy. And I think we've seen that from Kachuk, and I think that's it. Look, at, you can't argue with their with their record in uh, in overtime. I mean, Bob's been a big part of that, but that ability to smell blood and finish teams off is so vital this time of year. Mike Seisberger, NHL.com, here with us. And the Panthers have a handful of guys, I think, that fit that mold, whether it's I've I, in one of our podcasts with Carter Verhage, I said I, I look at him like the basketball player who wants the ball in his hands when the team's down a point, needs a bucket in the final seconds. The Panthers have a handful of guys that fit that mold, and they have a whole team of guys that seem to not shy away from the moment. It seems like that's been a, a, a big thing for them, big feather in their cap. But how much of that comes from the way in your mind that Sergey Bobrovsky has has played, and it's not just the big saves, but something I've noticed: the calmness with which he's commanding the position right now. Oh no, that that's that's huge, and I mean, it's it's it, you know, people think it's cliche when you talk about goaltending, but it it definitely it can be cliche all you want. It's also a fact, and and the fact that he's bounced back, and 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 people forget. Look, people outside this market forget sometimes. That he didn't even start the playoffs. And it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he started the last six games of the regular season. So for him to come in and play the way that he did and to come in against a team that had, in the Boston Bruins that had more points than any other National Hockey League team in NHL history and do what he's done and get on this roll, 
I mean, is just outstanding. And, and you know, I, I know you get asked about this too, and I always find it funny. Like, people are going like, so who do you think are Conn Smythe favorites as playoff MVP right now? And my answer a lot of time will be, well, it's not a finished. You're, you're asking me to judge a book before I finished reading it, okay? But to this point, you know, and, and no offense to Vegas, but it's Bobrovsky or it's Kachuk. And so we'll we'll see as we go on. And those two guys have been the difference makers. But at the same time, I think it's the depth of Florida that's that's come through because those haven't been the only two guys that have got them here. Yeah, contributions from across the board. Mike Zeisberger, NHL.com here with us. It's our Panthers Stanley Cup final preview show right here on 560 WQAM. Paul Maurice said in one of his recent media availabilities, looking back now, and it's easy to look back on it, easier to look back on that game one of the Eastern Conference final, the marathon four-overtime game that almost went to five overtimes. Easier to look back on that because the Panthers got the positive result in that game. But winning a game like that, especially in a game one where there have only been five games longer in NHL history, what kind of a catapult do you think that was for the Panthers? And and how much do you think that may have potentially set back Carolina losing a game like that at home to start off a series? Because Paul said that there's there was going to be a cost to that game. We may not have known it immediately what that was going to be, but there was going to be a cost and, and maybe even more so important that the Panthers have had this recovery time. What's interesting, you use the word catapult because it looked like Matthew Kachuk was shot out of a catapult as he went off the ice after scoring the winning goal. But no, that 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 is huge. And you start to think that if it had turned the other way, okay, if Carolina wins that game and you were there, you know that building, you know the momentum, you know, that's what playoffs are all about, momentum and trying to gain some in a positive note and change it if you're on the losing end. And I think it gave the Panthers confidence. Um, I think it made... It, it wore out Carolina. Look, look, Carolina, when, when we talk about uh, up, up front, other than Ajo, because Svechnikov is hurt, because Taravainen was, was, was banged up, you know, he, he came back, but he wasn't 100%. Florida, they didn't have the Barkoffs, they didn't have the Kachuks, the, the, the difference makers up front. Their strength was on the blue line, okay? You and blue liners, as we know, they're the ones that gobble up minutes. They play more than forwards. So by by Florida winning that game, that marathon game, what it did is is suck a lot of the energy out of that defensive core of Carolina. And I think over over the course of the series, you could see that a little bit. And and I think that was very key. So. You look at all the big, I mean, there's so many defining moments for this team. Uh, you know, Montour's goal with a minute left in Game 7. Everybody talks about Verhage's winning goal against Boston in Game 7. That doesn't happen if, if Montour doesn't get that goal. And then, you know, um, the overtime winners against Toronto. But I, I really do think in that marathon game, that goal uh, by Kachuk, just changed the entire tide of that series. The the game five save Bobrovsky made on Marshan yeah. in round one. Another one of those big moments that have happened along the way. And you don't have a deep playoff run without a, a handful no. of marquee moments. And the Panthers have certainly had theirs. Mike Zeisberger, NHL.com, kind enough to stop by here. A couple more for you. 
We touched on the matchup a little bit off the top, but the Vegas Golden Knights, you mentioned the big mobile defense that they have, the star power that they have. They've got a deep group of forwards. You asked Paul Maurice about that because you've got two teams that will play all four mm-hmm. lines and, and aren't afraid to do so. It, you know, you've got on one side Sergei Bobrovsky, the two-time Vesna winner. On the other side, you've got the guy that seized the starting job because of an injury in round two. So, But he's come in and played very well in Aiden Hill. The Vegas Golden Knights, if you had to had to look at this team, what makes them successful? What do they need to continue to do to have success? What are the, the keys for them in the Stanley Cup final? I think arguably you could argue that there is a, as a complete team as there is with one little caveat, and I'll get to that. But when you look at their forwards, we talked about the star power, but, you know, uh, the depth like Carlson's and Marcia Sows, but even their, you know, their fourth line scored two of their three first goals yesterday. So that, it's not just the stars, okay? It trickles down all the way. Their defense to me is as good as anyone in the league. I mean, with, uh, uh, you know, you've got McNabb and Theodore, and, and I, I just, I think that Alex Pitarangelo is a horse. We saw that when he led St. Louis to the Stanley Cup um, in 2018. My big thing is Aiden Hill, okay? You can match, you know, we like to go over, you know, and now, and we're going to get this for the next, up until game one, but people will be going, you know, compare forwards, defense, goalies, special teams. That's that's what we do as analysts, okay? And when you have this much time, you're going to go through yep. everything. But, but... And, and, you know, you could make an argument for, for, for Vegas in a lot of those things, but... How do you make an argument uh, tipping the needle in their favor as good as Aiden Hill has played to put him over Bobrovsky? I could not do that right now. Now, do I think that Aiden Hill has played close to Bobrovsky-like this this far? Yes. But who who has more history? Who has shown in big games the ability before this year? the ability to raise their game to another level, and it's Bobrovsky. So to me, after we sift through all of this stuff that we're going to talk about, that's what it comes down to. And if Vegas is going to win this, it's 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 to me it's Aiden Hill. He is, you know, is it good? We always talk about good Bob or bad Bob. Well, is it going to be good Hill or bad Hill? Well, it's going to be uh, certainly something to monitor, that head-to-head matchup across the board, but that head-to-head uh, goaltending matchup as well. Mike Zeisberger, NHL.com, kind enough to stop by. Mike, favorite Stanley Cup Finals memory? You've been around a lot of them over the course of the years. Do you have a favorite Cup Final memory that stands out above all over time? You know what? I, I, I've been to some cool ones. Uh, I was there when uh, Jason Arnett uh, scored... Uh, against Dallas while he was playing for New Jersey. It's always cool when it's overtime mm. and then you score that goal and it, to win it like that. But to me, it wasn't on the ice. It was 2015 and it was Chicago-Tampa. And Chicago had a chance to clinch a Stanley Cup on, the home, on home ice for the first time since the 1930s. Now, I know you've been to the United Center. Mm-hmm. And I know you know what the anthem is like. And if I, I can't, you and I can't express to people what the feeling is like or the atmosphere is like just for a regular season game for the anthem 
United Center. They've got that big organ with the pipes that are built right into the into the seats and the and the structure. But that night, with a chance to win on home ice for I think it was the first time in in, in what like eight decades. Um, it just went through you. And I remember after the first period of that game with Chicago and, um, ended up winning, all our ears were still ringing. Because as you know, when the anthem is going on, people start screaming and the crescendo goes. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, I still get goosebumps thinking of it. So, you know, you're probably going to ask that question of a lot of people and they'll talk about big goals or, or you know, big saves or things like that. I mean, uh, you know, one of my other favorites, and I didn't cover this, but 1993 Habs, which a lot of people are comparing these Panthers to mm-hmm. with their overtime heroics and Patrick Waugh, or Patrick Waugh versus Bobrovsky. But Patrick Waugh making a save and winking at the shooter, like you were saying, you're not scoring, you're just not scoring. So there's a lot of great moments, but I've, I, you know, it may be the loudest I've ever heard a sporting venue ever, and that in, in Chicago in 15, and that's what sticks out to me. Always love going back and, and just hearing what everybody's favorite uh, memories are. But Mike Seisberger, NHL.com, kind enough to stop by. Mike, I know you, like all the rest of us, are excited to get this series going. Only a few more days. We thank you very much for stopping by. Thank you very much. Uh, very kind of you to have me, and uh, it's great to see the uh, – the momentum and, and and all the new fans coming in to support the Panthers. I think this is great for hockey in South Florida, and uh, everybody enjoy the ride. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun series and so many different subplots, and uh, we're breaking them all down right here on our Stanley Cup Final Preview Show right here on 560 WQAM. Again, big thanks, Mike Seisberger, for stopping by. More of our Cup Final Preview Show on the other side of the break. This is the Panthers Stanley Cup Final Preview Show on 560 WQAM. Time for more of the Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, Florida Panthers Stanley Cup Final Preview Show on the home of the Panthers, AM 560 Sports, 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Played along near side, Tara Finan. Down to our left, a breakaway. Natchez in, makes a move. Oh, what a save made by Bobrovsky. Don't call him Robert. His name's Bob. And we continue along tied at two. We continue the Stanley Cup final preview show here on 560 WQAM. Kevin Rogers and Doug Plagans with you. Panthers and the Golden Knights coming up on Saturday. You know, Doug, we've talked a lot about the uh, the schedule beginning uh, with Game 1 on Saturday, but uh, the Panthers will be back at home coming up for Games 3 and 4 next week. Yeah, the Panthers' uh, schedule for the upcoming Stanley Cup Final goes like this. Game 1, 8 Eastern on Saturday. Game 2, Monday at 8 Eastern. Game 3 on June 8th. That's going to be at FLA Live Arena at 8 o'clock Eastern. Game 4, Saturday, June 10th. All the games are at 8 Eastern. Game 5, if necessary, Tuesday, June 13th. Game 6, if necessary, will be on June 16th. And uh, Game 7, should it be necessary, on June 19th. The Panthers, of course, will host Games 3, 4, and 6 
of the upcoming Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, exciting times in South Florida, exciting times for the Florida Panthers as uh, the series will get going coming up on Saturday. And folks, a quick reminder, mentioned it earlier in the program here, but you can gear up for the Stanley Cup Final. Get to get your uh, gear at flateamshop.com to secure your exclusive Panthers playoff swag today. Hats, tees, hoodies, and more. Shop these exclusive items at flateamshop.com. And also Saturday night, when the hunt continues, catch your cats at the watch party, June 3rd. That's game one, Saturday at FLA Live Arena, presented by Funky Buddha. Drink specials, giveaways, and more. The party starts at 6.30. Get your tickets now, floridapanthers.com. You need tickets for that, the watch party for game one at FLA Live Arena. Of course, we'll have you covered for everything across the radio network for every game 8 o'clock Eastern puck drop, 7.30 Eastern network pregame here on 560 WQAM, 7 to 7.30 extended bonus pregame coverage. So that's what we have on tap for everybody as we cruise into the Stanley Cup final, Kevin, the Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Kevin, uh, Stanley Cup final, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it involved the Panthers back in, in 1996, I know you went to a lot of games on that playoff run. If it's stuff that you've watched over the course of the years, stuff that you watched on video that maybe happened uh, before you were born, anything like that that really stands out from the Stanley Cup Final, because I will say it's it's the hardest trophy in sports to win. I hope the Florida Panthers have the opportunity to win the Stanley Cup here uh, this uh, this spring, coming up sometime between Saturday and, Jan- and uh, June 19th in this upcoming Stanley Cup final series. I've had a chance to see a couple of Stanley Cups awarded in person, uh, again, from a fan perspective, 1997 and 2002, both in Detroit. But uh, I would love to see the Panthers win one here this spring. Do you have any Stanley Cup final memories that stand out for you, whether it's watching games, being at games, anything that stands out? Well, I do remember this, Doug. Uh, I mean, when I was younger, not not that it was... uh... I mean, it was a long time ago, but I, the one Stanley Cup I do remember, I'll get to the Panthers in a second, but one of the ones I do remember like watching on TV, at least watching the Game 7, was Rangers-Canucks at the Garden in 1994. Yes. That one I, I really do remember uh, when the Rangers finally broke through there with Mark Messier. That one, uh, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, that one I always remember, you know, watching that as one of the first ones. And I mean, at that time I was 13. It wasn't like, a, you know, I was like two, you know, but... Um, as far as the Panthers run in 1996, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a quick story here since we have a few minutes. So we went to games that year, my dad and I at the Miami Arena, and my dad had bought tickets for the entire uh, – for the playoffs. You had to buy tickets for all four rounds, and if the Panthers lost in the second round, then you get refunded all the money, you know, and so on and so forth. And I'll tell you how cheap it was back then. We had two tickets at the Miami Arena in the upper deck. He bought them for $25 a piece in the first round, $30 a piece in the second. I think it was 25 or it was 20 in the first round, then up $5 each round. And the Stanley Cup final was either $40 or $45 a piece uh, at the time, which was amazing. This was in 1996. So we got the tickets, and in game one, there was a guy that sat next to us and said, I'm going out of town I need to sell my tickets. I'm just, I have to go out of town for whatever it was. So we bought the tickets from him and I would take a friend or so. I would take, you know, someone to, to go to those games. And we did that. We went to the Boston games. We were at the Billy Lindsay game, obviously game five. 
Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and then when they played Colorado, uh, I had fi- I was a freshman in high school. I had finals that week, that Monday night. I went to the game three Saturday night. They lost at home, but game four. Uh, I had finals. I was in a basketball league, and, and my dad was just like, you know what? They're down 3 nothing. Let's sell the tickets, make pretty much all of our money back. We made all the money back for, I think it was like <laughs> 200 bucks a piece for the three tickets for that game four. So I think it was like 600 bucks. We got all of our money back. And, of course, that was the game for the Juve Croup. Triple overtime game didn't get done to one. I fell asleep on the couch watching it when I got home. I didn't even know what happened. I woke up like, oh, Colorado won, and the game went three overtimes. So I'm kind of glad I guess I didn't go to that game. It was the longest game in Panthers franchise history prior to game one of these Eastern Conference finals. So uh, it lived uh, the test of time for a while there as the longest game in franchise history. Fortunately, the one that broke the record was a victory and not uh, not a loss like that one was. But, of course, uh, those are some great memories going back. And my, my dad and I were at, game, at the uh, games, the clinching game in 97 and 02, when the Red Wings won it uh, in Detroit. Uh, obviously, they won the 98 Cup on the road in Washington, but uh, was there for 97 and 02. I've seen an NBA title in person when the Warriors won it in 2015 in Cleveland. I was there for that. Um, so I've seen the Stanley Cup awarded. I've seen the Larry O'Brien awarded uh, in person, but I would love to see the Panthers get a Stanley Cup in person here this spring. And I know uh, for the Panthers franchise, it would mean a ton. For all of South Florida, it would mean a ton. It's an exciting time down here right now, and I know everybody is just enjoying this, and we're going to be uh, enjoying it even more come Saturday when Game 1 comes around. But, uh, again, for, for everybody, we, we can't thank you all enough for uh, for the support of the team throughout the season, throughout this playoff run. Hopefully you've enjoyed the broadcast as much as we've enjoyed bringing them to you. Kevin and I are going to be, along with Billy Lindsay, for all of it uh, throughout the upcoming Stanley Cup final. But, uh, but Kevin, I guess if you had anything else that stands out, we're down to the final minute or so of the program here. I guess any parting thoughts here before we uh, get ready for the Stanley Cup final to begin on Saturday? This is very special, considering last year the Panthers had the most points in hockey, fell short to Tampa Bay. This season, at least from my perspective, in March, it looked like we were just counting down the games and it was going to be done, but then they went on that run, and now they're at where they're at. I don't care what anybody says nationally. The Panthers, who cares? I don't want to hear any of that. We don't need to see Toronto and Chicago in the Stanley Cup final for it to be a legitimate Stanley Cup. These are two excellent teams playing two fun teams i know they're not hockey markets or traditional hockey markets but still this should be a wonderful stanley cup no matter how it goes so i definitely looking forward to it i'm sure you're looking forward to it and uh, you'll get a front row seat to all the games actually not really front row you'll be you'll be a little higher but at least you're still there front of the uh press level put it that yes way. yes so uh so doug uh thank you and uh as always we appreciate it and we'll talk to you saturday night for game one of the stanley cup final looking forward to it big thanks to our guests that stopped by randy moeller carter verhage mike zeisberger for taking the time big thanks to them and thanks to all of you who tuned in tonight also our thanks to danny garcia for running the board tonight and running the show i am kevin rogers thank you so much don't forget to tune in saturday night for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final between the Panthers and the Golden Knights. You can hear all the games right here on 560 WQAM.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.